Hey everyone, so we'll be starting in just a few minutes. Hey, so welcome everyone to this fireside chat with Carbify. My name is Harshit and I'll be your host for today. Uh, can the speakers please unmute themselves? Hello. Hey, hey. So uh, let's, let's begin with a quick introduction of the speakers. Please uh, unmute yourself and uh, give your introduction to the... I think we're still waiting for Toby. He's on the Carbify account. You need to give him uh, speaker access. Oh, okay. Uh, just a minute. Yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... 
Kapifa account has been invited to speak. Okay. It's a bit of a Twitter noob, so uh, it will take a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, you're on. Perfect. Thank you. So we are here. Okay, then let's start this AMA session. Uh, please introduce yourself to the audience. Well, shall I start then? Um, I'm yes, not sorry. hearing anything, so. I'm Jaap, I'm one of the co-founders of uh, Carbify, uh, one of the, um, uh, the older ones in crypto, I guess I'm 47 years old. I have two kids, they are 13 and, and 15, um, well tomorrow that will be 14 and 15 actually. Um, I've been an entre entrepreneur for my whole life and... Uh, worked at Vulcanforge for quite some time as CEO. So I've learned a lot about crypto gaming, economics, um, white paper stuff, etc., etc. So quite an exciting time. And um, well, we are truly dedicated to uh, develop this amazing uh, methodology um, called Carbify. I think it's a one-of-a-kind project. There's nothing out there that is, um, well, close to equal to uh, to Carbify. So that's it. A short introduction. Oh, thank you. That was great. Uh, you have a great experience, I see. Thank you. Uh, can we, uh, William, please, uh, can you also introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, I can. Um, my name is William Prinsheitov, uh, 34 years old, live in the north of the Netherlands, graduated in law 10 years ago and uh, became a sustainable entrepreneur a few years back. Um, I, um, as Jaap always say, I have a passion for trees, <laughs> but uh, now I like uh, doing something that is uh, beneficial for uh, ourselves and the planet. And uh, I uh, like to be disruptive in uh, that way. So we are a good combination with Jaap, Toby, and uh, myself. Uh, we all have our different expertises, and we are a good team uh, that uh, is always uh, full of uh, ideas uh, and new ideas. Awesome, awesome. Now it's Toby. Toby, can you please introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, my name is Toby uh, Wagenaar. I'm uh, from the north of the Netherlands as well. I, we live quite close to each other, actually, the three of us. 
Um, I've been involved in crypto for about seven years, I think, and I've been uh, involved in, um, in Falcon Forest as well, as Jaap mentioned before, as a COO for a while, uh, developing uh, games and, and uh, doing community uh, things and, and anything in between, basically, um, and which eventually led to, uh, to to Carbify, basically, when, uh, when all the three of us got together and... Uh, we spoke about our, our, our personal uh, ambitions and all that that uh, eventually led to Carbify. Um, so yeah, that's me in uh, in a nutshell, basically. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I see this session is going to be amazing. So let's start with the first question. So anyone of you can pick a question. Uh, uh, so let's let's start with the first one. Could you provide an overview of Carbify and its main objectives? Uh, I can do that. I I think. Thank you. Uh, first. First of all, um, we think blockchain technology is the real answer to fix the carbon credits issues, or at least what carbon credits are facing. So do you know what carbon credits are actually doing? That's a question for you. Okay. Uh, I have a pretty vague understanding of it, but I would like to learn more from you. Please, uh, you explain it to me. <laughs> Well, basically what you can do is plant lots of trees and you can claim a CO2 rights for 20 years in advance. And that's of course um, not the right way to do. So we, are, we invented carbon debits and that's something William can tell you everything about. Awesome. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you want me to explain? Oh, yeah. I can be very. Well, I'm, try I'm trying to make it a little bit interactive, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I will explain. No, the difference between a carbon credit and a carbon debit is that the credit is a future uh, promise of something that might or might not happen. And 95%, maybe even 99% of the, all the carbon credits out there are fake or double counted or double spended or there's not even a one on one tree backing it. Um, and you can also get credits for all kinds of weird uh, reasons. So, for example, if I now drive a car and I sell my car and I'm only going to drive my bike, my bicycle, then I can get a carbon credit for that. So it's not actually helping. And our carbon debits are based on additionality. So uh, we should always, uh, yeah, we, uh, we focus on uh, reforestation. Um, so we plant a lot of trees and they are new trees that is by definition additionality and that way you can make sure that you are doing actually something good for the planet and um, we don't have future promise but we only issue the co2 tokens after the tree has been planted and when we have uh, gotten approval of life uh, from the tree that will be uh, explained later on in this ama um, so you always know for sure that there's a tree there and that it is growing and uh, absorbing CO2. That's the difference between a carbon credit and a carbon debit. Awesome. I see you are doing really good stuff for the planet. <laughs> and uh, relating it to the Web3 protocols, it's a uh, really awesome thing. Okay, so let's, moving on to, uh, let's move on to the second question. Uh, how does your blockchain project contribute to achieving carbon neutrality? Uh, I guess uh, you answered it, but... Let's explore it a bit more. Sorry, could you uh, you broke down a bit? Uh, um, could you rephrase it? Sure, sure, sure. So, how does your blockchain project 
contribute to achieving uh, carbon neutrality i see yeah, you yeah. answered uh, but yeah. let's explore it a bit more yeah so we as a project uh, um will be planting 250000 trees uh, per year and right now we have uh, um a bit over 82000 trees in the ground and uh, they are of course uh, trees that are owned by our community uh, members and investors uh, some are for the game some are for staking and we have backup trees and um, we don't plant seeds we plant saplings they are at a minimum of uh, i think six or seven months old and uh, then we uh, then we plant them um and they the, the co2 that they are absorbing and generating co2 taken tokens with can be offset uh, on the chain to compensate for your uh, own uh, footprint or for your company's uh, footprint um and with these tokens it is possible for companies and individuals to become fully carbon neutral okay i see i see okay what was your vision vision and purpose when you started carbify what what motivated you and excited you yeah well basically uh we, we strongly believe that that if 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 any way possible uh eco-friendly solutions should always be uh profitable for investors and then even more important uh be fun um and and community based so we really uh value these uh pillars basically so because there are a lot of different products and solutions uh, out there but but we think carbify really offers a truly amazing experience by adding this interactive community adding gaming uh, to the whole uh, eco friendly system um and that's that's really one of our uh, our key points we want to emphasize uh, all the time so we we do not just want people to 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 plant a tree or buy a tree or whatever but really get in contact with each other talk about it and we will uh, do our utmost best to uh, to ensure that okay i see you have made it really interesting and interactive to work with the protocol so uh, let's start let's uh, like uh, the next question is uh, what is nft nft tree or we say it an nft is actually an nft but it is bound to a real tree planted in the Amazon rainforest. And this tree is absorbing, absorbing CO2. And we basically tokenize this CO2. It's being tokenized into the ACO2 token. You can claim it if you own NFT, NFTs, and you can sell it or burn it if you want. If you burn the ACO2, you um, compensate it for your carbon footprint, basically. And if you sell it, well, that is possible. You will make some money. So that's basically the whole concept of the NFT. Okay, so that's also associated with the economic part of the uh, protocol. I see. Okay, uh, what features or mechanisms does your blockchain project employ to promote carbon neutrality and regenerative finance? Yeah. Uh, well, of course, the trees uh, that we plant is how we uh, promote uh, carbon neutrality and with the CO2 and our carbon debits. Um, and it's very, the NF3 is important in the refi, um, um, in the refi sector. Um, but it's not only the tree and the sustainability that we promote. We do social impact, food security and education um, because we don't plant trees 
everywhere. We are not reforesting a random piece of Amazon. We are doing it at local communities and help support those locals and improving their livelihoods. And that is one of our biggest pillars. Um, so that's how we, and of course we have a staking program, um, which we promote also the finance uh, part of it. But Jaap uh, is uh, perfect in explaining uh, the staking uh, uh, part of this. So Jaap, uh, take it off. I, I think I, I'm predicting this will be a an, an question being asked in the future, actually. But I can answer it right now, if that's needed. No, sure. Yeah, we, we do offer a staking program. It's, it's a one of a kind, in my opinion, of course, as we created it. <laughs> uh, when you uh, are the owner of some M NFTs, can be one tree, can be 50 trees, can even be a thousand trees. You can load CBY tokens into the tree. It's, it's a smart NFT, which you can load with other tokens. And while doing so, you, these NFTs will become eligible for uh, tree staking. So when you own a few land plots, we offer three different land plots, the Genesis land plot, the premium land plot, and the standard land plot. If you plant these virtual trees, so the NFTs on your land plots, you can basically double your income. So NFTs generate a basic income already because that's the ACO2, so the token ICO2 I spoke about earlier. You can sell it for a stable coin. But if you stake your trees, that could basically double. So that's, well, that, that's basically the, the staking program explained um, within a summary, summarized. That's it. Okay, okay, I see, I see. Um, uh, let's, let's move on to the next question. Uh, what is plan to one and how does it work? Yeah, I think this actually refers to our uh, first flagship game, Eco Empires. And um, I know there's another question coming up uh, further in this AMA, but within Eco Empires, the goal is to conquer other players' villages by training armies and, and, and uh, other kind of troops uh, and attacking other villages. It's it's much like uh, games uh, from from, from uh, like Travian or, or Lords Mobile and stuff like that with, with a few touches of Age of Empires. Uh, so you build your own empire and then uh, conquer other villages. Uh, and we offer a lot of leaderboards and of course um, Jaap just uh, played the whole staking program but you can also uh, stake these trees. Uh, you don't need new trees and you don't need new land and it's not like you have to put more money in, but you can use the same trees and, and land plots you use for the staking program for our Eco Empires uh, game as well. So when you uh, have more uh, villages conquered, you can plant more trees because you have more space, obviously, and more trees results in more rewards. So instead of just doubling up your uh, uh, rewards with the staking program, you can actually up it uh, even a lot more by playing our game as well. So it is profitable uh, uh, it's, it's profitable as well. So uh, I think this uh, this whole plan to earn um, refers to this. We actually uh, made it up ourselves, uh, basically, because, well, plan to earn is actually what it does. Okay. So uh, talking about Eco Empire, uh, let's explore how uh, how the users help bring a green revolution through it. Let's explore that, that part of it. 
Yeah, well, uh, as, as I mentioned uh, in the question before, it, it is a real-time strategy game, so we really want it to be a game on itself. So we don't, uh, I mean, let's be perfectly honest, for a lot of people, the whole CO2 uh, thing and, and, and sustainability, it's not the, the most sexiest topic out there for a lot of people. Uh, but we do want to make people aware and educate them and reel them in, of course, because it is a very important topic nonetheless. Um, so that's uh, one of the, the other reasons we uh, we create games. Um, and uh, what we want to try to achieve is people actually burning real uh, CO2 tokens within our games. So if people want to up their building uh, uh, speed, for example, or train troops a little bit faster, then uh, they could be able to actually burn real CO2 tokens uh, and thus uh, really, really offsetting uh, uh, CO2, uh, and which helps them out in-game. So we, we are trying to implement that in ways that people hardly... Uh, are aware that they're actually uh, helping out um, because one of the main reasons to play a game, of course, is to have fun. So that has always been uh, has to be the top uh, priority. Uh, but if you can combine that with doing something good for the environment and the whole world, that's uh, that's an awesome combination. So uh, that's basically where it comes in. So people, they will actually burn CO2 in, in our game. Um, well, probably not even uh, knowing about it. Okay. I well, see we will tell them. We will tell yeah. them afterwards, obviously. Oh, of course, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. But it's a, uh, it's it's the fun factor we want to put on the top uh, priority list for uh, for playing games because if 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 the game is fun, people will play, and if people play, they will offset CO two. So that's, uh, I think it's a, it's a great combination. Yeah, I see the vast landscape of how the things are working now. Like it's a really uh, awesome integration of. Uh, Working towards society and the gamified, gamified version of it. I really like yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. And, and as Jaap said, we do want to make them aware as well and educate them as well, as I said before. So we will, of course, tell them uh, what they did and achieved while playing our games. It's mm -hmm. awesome. Okay, so how do you engage the community or the individual participants in your blockchain project? Um, well, to be honest, right now we see lots of new people joining our community every day. Uh, we just uh, crossed uh, 8,000 people on uh, on Twitter and uh, Discord is uh, really um, <clears throat> very busy during the week. But we are not a traditional company. So in the weekend, uh, even uh, us uh, three are a bit uh, uh, less uh, active as we are uh, during the week. Um, but we see most of it is mouth-to-mouth -mouth, uh, marketing because we don't... We, of course, you need paid marketing, but it's better to first build a community with uh, true believers in your project than with uh, paid uh, followers. Uh, because, yeah, in the long term, you don't, they do not do anything good for your project. Um, and we, uh, all three of us are community fans, so we uh, are very active on Discord. Um, Telegram, not so much because, um, yeah, we like Discord better, but we also have a Telegram uh, channel. Um, and um, that's how we do it. Okay. Uh, what uh, what issues or uh, what setbacks do you face when you are uh, when you are introducing this project or let's say when you are promoting this project? Like, does the do the people right now are concerned about the environment related aspect of the project as well? How how do you see the emotion in the people? Um. Yeah. You. Yeah, well, I think that depends on the region um, in Europe and especially in the Netherlands and the northern countries. It's basically almost a hype 
um, when mm. you're traveling with a, with a bus, you will see advertisements about reducing your CO2 footprint. Mm. And people are talking about it um, on a daily basis. But when you go to, uh, well, for example, Africa or Asia or South America, um, well, it's, it's not a major thing yet. But I think it will become huge. You can see this on the voluntary market CO2 prices. In Europe, these prices are over 100 euros uh, for a ton of CO2, while in uh, South, South America and Africa, it's more like 10 euros. So it's, it's a huge difference, but we, we will get there all over the world, I guess. Yeah, I'm sure more and more people will commit to these uh, efforts, I see. Okay, uh, moving on to the next question. Uh, can you please uh, explain about the proof of life concept? Uh, yeah, sorry, I was muted. Uh, the proof of life uh, concept, yeah, but I think it, transparency and trackability and traceability is the most important thing in the carbon offset market. So we uh, built a proof of life uh, concept and it means that we do uh, checks at least four times a year uh, with the trees. And right now we are using drone uh, material, videos, pictures. Uh, and in the future, when the trees are a bit uh, bigger, we can also utilize uh, satellite data. But right now, uh, when the trees are under a meter, uh, it doesn't make sense to uh, utilize that technology. Um, but after proof of life, um, it's like an incentive also for the communities that we plant. So if they provide us with the proof of life, we will reward them with, yeah, you can call it a maintenance fee for keeping the tree alive. So we are not just planting a tree once and then say, okay, hey, thanks and uh, goodbye. No, we, we want a long-term relationship with those communities. And uh, so we reward them if they provide uh, with a proof of life. Okay, I see. Uh, can you tell us about some issues that uh, you think uh, came when you were first implementing this proof of life concept, proof of life as a concept? Like what, what, what oh, yeah, the... Yeah. yeah, I can yeah. give a nice uh, uh, anecdote uh, because um, we, realize that probably you and me and we all of us listening here right now we are very privileged uh, we are planting in the amazon so sometimes you have to go by boat for three days and then walk for 10 hours to reach a community uh, but they have never seen a phone in their life and now we need to teach them how to geotech uh, each tree individually so uh, those are um, the kind of struggles uh, that we have to deal with um, explaining how a phone works and how to geotech them and how to send the geodata to us um, and so those are difficulties that we face uh, but other than that i think the communities and the brazilian people are very kind and they um, are very happy with what we do and how we do it. So um, I think uh, technology is the biggest difficulty. Uh, I see. I see. Okay, that was awesome. Let's move on to the next question. Uh, how do you measure and validate the carbon neutrality claims of, your, of the positive environmental impact generated by your project? Um, I think I can try to answer that one, although it's, it's a a pretty hard question, uh, it's complicated, but this is actually how we, uh, how we can 
compare ourselves to carbon credits as a dominant method because if you geotag the trees you exactly know all location of the trees we can follow them using either the photographs the video drone images like william just explained and the satellite data um, we have an administration where we can see based on on-chain transactions how much co2 was claimed by the owners how much co2 was uh, burned so that's basically offsetting for emissions and how much co2 uh, was not claimed yet, but is still being stored um, on the user accounts. Um, so by using all the all this data combined, we can exactly exactly calculate um, our total impact, uh, the potential impact in the future, uh, the real uh, amount of CO2 absorbed, uh, the real amount of CO2 uh, compensated by companies. So this is basically why we are using blockchain technology, because all the data is stored in a transparent way. Everyone listening in this Twitter Spaces group uh, with some decent knowledge about blockchain explorers can actually see what is happening on chain. And the current companies planting trees and um, rewarding people with carbon credits, they do not have this opportunity because they are still using, well, Excel sheets, maybe. They can be changed. They can be altered. Uh, they can sell the same credits to 10 different companies without, without the companies even knowing because they simply can, cannot track it. So that's, that's important to understand um, regarding the whole Carbify concept. And I think that answers most of your question. Yes, yes. I see how your protocol also works for the transparency and traceability of, uh, you know, the plants and all. So uh, I had a question. I have one more question. Like, when we try to geotag the trees, uh, do you face any issues over there? Like any technical no, issues? You mean, no, no, no. Uh, because they, um, we use a local partner. They have developed um, quite a nice app. And you just go stand... Uh, the satellite, um, um, the connection with the satellite is pretty good over there, even in the Amazon, even in the deep jungle. So that's uh, no issue. And you just go stand by the tree that you planted and press uh, tag, and then uh, the app uh, does it and saves the geolocation. So we're not facing uh, any real issues uh, there. Oh, I see. It's cool then. Yeah, awesome. Okay, let's jump on to the next question. Uh, are there any specific protocols, standards, or certifications that your blockchain project adheres to in order to ensure credibility and trustworthiness? Yes, definitely. Uh, and we're very proud of that, uh, actually. We are verified by Earthhood, which is the main uh, auditor for uh, the United Nations Climate Act, and um, we've obviously been approved. Um, which is a major advantage for our company as we are allowed to actually verify and audit companies based on our own carbon standards uh, now, uh, now once that we're verified. Um, and of course, all our smart contracts, as you know, have been uh, or have been audited by Quill audits. Um, and, and we keep on uh, going on by uh, adhering to, to all the certifications and standards uh, wherever we can. Um, but we think we've uh, made great achievements already in this very short time frame. Um, up until now, uh, and it, it, it gives us a lot of possibilities going forward. So, uh, so yeah. 
uh, I see these uh, this credibility gives immense power to the protocols to attract more users, and your you and your protocol will also have the environmental aspect of the things I see. It's great. It's awesome. Okay, let's move yeah. on to the next one. Uh, can you explain what is GCS and the use of carbon debits? Yes, the GCS is the global carbon standard that we have developed, and like Toby just said, it was audited by uh, by Ertut, who is a uh, UN certified uh, auditor, and we wanted not to use the standard the the ones that are out there already, like Vera or Gold standards, because they are flawed. Um, so we created our own standard and methodology. And Ertut uh, already said to us that it's one of the most unique standards and methodologies out there because we take into account uh, agroforestry, so not monoculture planting, but um, with the supporting of, each, of the plants and the trees uh, together so they absorb more CO2. Um, but we thought, we, I mean, everybody can develop a standard and a methodology. I think there are... 200 methodologies out there but only seven certified standards and we are one of them um we think it's important that we that we yeah like toby said that we audit everything to to double check that we are doing it the way that we think we should be doing it um and they approved us so uh, <laughs> we are very happy it's very unique and we keep on or at least i keep on forgetting that that it's it's huge that you have your own standard for carbon sequestration um so uh, yeah we are very uh, proud of it and the carbon debits yeah i mean we explained the carbon debits maybe one more uh, addition to that is that we for the for the b2b side we use carbondebits.io so it's a different website where we not mention crypto but we we do mention that we utilize blockchain technology because we still we still see that Crypto is very scary if you uh, if you name crypto, and so that's why we say that we utilize blockchain technology. And uh, yeah, the Carbon Debit website, um, CarbonDebit.io website, looks very good. Um, already, uh, people can make um, uh, you can purchase uh, CO2 from it and um, and trees. So that's uh, it, I think. Okay, so. And a really awesome project, I must say. Now, uh, let's let's uh, let's give a chance to our listeners if they have any questions. So this this is the time where uh, I call upon the listeners to put forward their questions. You can use the chat. You can uh, ask for the request to speak. Yeah, for some people, this is very hard because on the desktop, you don't have many options in Twitter yeah. spaces, if I remember right. You can only do this uh, using the app. Yes, the desktop doesn't have really features, I see. Like uh, when I was doing my first CMA session, I was pretty confused, like it doesn't work with the desktop. Why, why is it so? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, it's same. Yeah. <laughs> Right, then we can leave it at here, I think. We, we answered all the questions already. Otherwise, <laughs> they, we welcome them to come into our community. And uh, we have an awesome community. Some of them are listening right now. 
yes. the ones that are not uh, will be uh, punished uh, later on. But uh, no, it's very cool. Uh, we have a very cool community. They are very helpful. They enter everything and all the new members, they feel like they are coming to a warm bath, is the Dutch saying. So uh, yeah, we are very happy with them. Awesome. There's, there's a question. There's yes, a question. Yes. Like, oh, multiple questions, I think. <laughs> like uh, one we have that is, do you think that this model can be copied to the rest of the world as by Rapiki or Vulcan? <laughs> Please, can you answer that? Yes, that's of course that's possible. But the reason why we chose the Amazon rainforest is because we don't want to solve the uh, climate change and global warming issue. We want to. Uh, help uh, the locals uh, with food security, with social impact related projects, and we uh, actually pay them money. So we are solving multiple problems at the same time. Of course, this can be done in Africa, maybe Asia and other parts of the world. Um, but for example, Europe, uh, it, it, it doesn't make sense. If we are going to plant trees in the Netherlands, um, well, there are not a lot of underprivileged people over here. Um, who need uh, fruits and nuts, if, if you know what I mean. And the CO2 absorption rates in Europe are like, well, only one third of the amount in uh, um, an area uh, in, in the Amazon rainforest. So we definitely need rainforests in order to plant our trees because those will offer amazing uh, CO2 uh, absorption rates. Awesome. I, uh, I hope, Rafiki, that answers your question. Okay. Uh, like, does anyone have any other questions? I see Ed requested to speak. Okay, Ed, I'm going to give you a permission to speak. Please come forward. Ed, put your question. I, I don't see anyone added as a speaker. Oh, wait, sorry. Now I do. My bad. For it to click in. Um, I missed part of the earlier, most of the earlier of this talk, but um, what's been happening in the United States recently is people looking at what's being called carbon intensity scoring. Um, it's, I know that farmers are interested in it. Um, so in other words, it's looking at your footprint on your farm of what you're doing, whether you're reducing fossil fuels, whether you're sequestering carbon, whether you're planting cover crops, whether you're reducing inputs like uh, synthetic nitrogen, all that sort of thing. And then it's tied to what you produce. So what a farm, so then it gets a score and that value of that low carbon product you know whether it be a bushel of corn or whatever you're producing um goat has that data behind it and that value of that data so that then along the food chain um that value can be appreciated and supported but that's something i know i don't know how close that is to what carbify is doing but um, that's something that's kind of happening in the United States right now, looking at something beyond the typical carbon credits. Thank you. Yeah, 
Thank you, uh, Ed, for your um, for your uh, explanation. We don't in Europe that we don't have that uh, right now. So the CI score, but I think it's Carbify um, <clears throat> is focusing more on additionality, so not reducing, but really doing planting new trees um, or crops. It can be cash crops, it can be trees or uh, hardwood trees or fruit trees. Um, so our carbon debits, I mean, if you have to calculate your score and then issue some kind of, maybe maybe there is a way how you can tokenize that and uh, utilize it, but right now that's not one of Carbify's uh, focuses. Um, um, but it's very interesting, though, that CI score, and um, I think... Um, um, it's a good way to at least see how you are doing with your farm or if or business or, or household. Thank you for your answer, William. Uh, let's let's uh, let's look if anyone else has any question from the listeners. Okay, I see the. Okay, awesome, great. So let's uh, let let me put my own views forward. Like I really love the. Okay, we have civil. We have uh, one more question from the audience. Okay, the name is Civil Monkey. I'm gonna allow you to speak, Civil Monkey. Please put your uh, question forward. Okay, Civil Monkey, you are a speaker now. Hi, um, thank you. First of all, for all you do, it's an amazing project, and especially Rainforest is, is an incredibly important ecosystem. So everything that happens protecting Rainforest is, um, yeah, I'm very grateful for. Um, in terms of the tree counting or the, the proof of life tech, I was I was wondering if you had heard of Jimmy Cohen, who also has like an AI tree counting system through satellite data with his four trees club otherwise that would maybe be interesting to um talk with him about that at some point yeah yeah our trees right now we right now we geotech can you still hear me or not i don't yeah, see my oh wait i don't see myself speaking but um now right now we geotech uh, all the trees one by one because we think it's important to be that disruptive model and not to do use AI or satellite counting, so we need a different um, um, different geotechs per tree. For example, if we sell a B two B tree to a company on their certificate, also the geolocation of that specific tree will be uh, put printed on there. Um, but in the future, when I think when all the trees have been geotagged and it might be interesting to see and or, or to explore how we can work with that AI uh, at tree counting. Um, so if you want to connect us, feel free to do so. Um, maybe it's good if you join our Discord and you tag us and um, then we can, uh, you can send us a DM and uh, explain a bit more how it works and how you think that could benefit the Carbify. 
Awesome. Yeah, I've, I've sent um, job. Yeah, um, ADM are open. So yeah, I've sent you the the, the ad. But I mean, obviously, it really depends on the kind of tree and, and also the region where you're planting trees. Right? If it's like in a in a forest, it's much much harder to to count that. Um, I think the kind of the scenario where it was built for was basically planting planting mangroves where there's not really much um, above the mangroves and like. Um, shallow, shallow water. So yeah, it probably doesn't really work for for like any scenario, right? Because not 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 every um, tree plant in, in like a forest or something like that isn't isn't really as easy to count um, looking from satellites. But yeah, no, I I think we can do it in the Amazon rainforest because we are uh, reforesting. That means that the trees are pretty small in the beginning. So for satellites, it's not, not actually that hard to, uh, to locate the trees, individual trees actually, because I've seen some models already um, from some companies specialized in uh, satellite monitoring of biomass. And they can actually uh, tell you uh, the difference in tree count uh, between let's say uh, January and, uh, and February. If only one tree has been cut down, they will actually be able to tell you, okay, there are no 10,000 trees on this plot anymore, but 9,999. So the, the tech, this technique is, is brilliant, absolutely. And we also have a question from a green beef. Um, <laughs> and the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that works. Okay, awesome. It was a really great discussion between uh, Civil Monkey. Thank you for your question, Civil Monkey. Okay, moving on to the conclusion of this space. If if the audience has any more questions, I believe they can reach out to the community of the project. I uh, they can uh, they can be a part of the community, I believe, and I believe the speakers will be really happy to answer your questions. And if you have any question from the, for the Quill audits, please do reach out to us. It was a really interesting. Uh, it was really interesting knowing the project. Uh, I uh, this is from me personally, like uh, the the landscape of the project to provide an environment a really good opportunity to fix and uh, the gamified version of it uh, really got me there. Like I really love the project and all. Okay, so moving on towards the end of this session, if you uh, if the speakers have uh, any other thing to talk about, uh, otherwise we can end. Maybe uh, Toby has some uh, final words uh, for everybody listening. <laughs> sure, sure. I always love to be put on the spot. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, we, we, I think William already said it. But we want to thank everyone uh, involved in our project and especially our whole team because, of course, we're very proud of, of, of all that we're doing. And then we also mentioned, uh, you know, the whole uh, Earthhood um, uh, process we went through, but we, we, we couldn't have ever done this with the three of us, obviously. I mean, we do have a vision and we do have a lot of experience in a lot of different uh, fields, um, but we are no ecologists or marketeers or whatever of that matter. So um, I just want to give a shout out to the whole team of, uh, of Carbify and, and the whole community for supporting us. So um, th many thanks for that. And uh, we hope to see you all at Carbicon on October 5th uh, this year in, uh, in the Netherlands. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Toby, for your last words. Thank you. Thank you, everyone joined us. And do check them out. They have an awesome project. And do visit the website. Thank you, everyone, for joining.
and with this let's uh, we will be ending the session thank you everyone bye bye thank you bye bye bye